gentlemen and welcome back to mom's movie night podcast with your host daniel and my mom nora what's up peeps peeps <laughs> are we getting peeps. close to easter Is that <laughs> that's on? right uh yeah so and we are lucky again to have another in-studio guest Yay. a reoccurring guest the lovely the beautiful my queen miss d Hey! Hi. Welcome, D. Hey! Uh, this week, we're going to be discussing the 2001 film, The Royal Tenenbaums, directed by Wes Anderson and uh, also written by Wes Anderson and uh, Owen Wilson. That's right. That's right. Mm. So, quick little synopsis, right? Um, it's, uh, you know, a story about... A father, right, uh, who has his family, but, you know, it's a story of divorce and he has to go off and away while that's all happening. His kids are all their own kind of form of genius. Um, they're all prodigies. They're all prodigies. Thank you. They're all <laughs> prodigies in some way. And we'll discuss each character shortly. Uh, but as they get older, um, he hears, uh, the dad hears that his wife is... Uh, being proposed to and he wants to find a way to get back in their life yes uh and that's kind of like a very quick nutshell of a synopsis but uh (laughs) let's go ahead and get into uh these characters right yes 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 we got uh gene hackman is playing royal tenenbaum whom the movie is named after we got daddy yeah he's the father and then his uh, wife, because he's still divorced. I mean, he's still, he's not, they're separated, yeah, they've right? Been separated, they've yeah. been separated. They weren't actually officially divorced. But his wife is Angelica Houston, who plays Ethelin. Ethelin. And then you got the three prodigy children, um, played by Gwyneth Paltrow, who is Margot. Yeah, she's a playwright. And then you got Owen Wilson, sorry, uh, Ben Stiller as Chaz. Chaz. And you got Luke Wilson. As Richie, the yeah, he's a tennis star. The tennis star, and then across the street, <laughs> across the street, you have uh, the neighbor boy Eli Cash, played by Owen Wilson. <laughs> All right. 
correct. So oh my god, the characters go. are hilarious. They are, right? <laughs> so, uh, D, as our guess, what did you think of the movie or what did you like about it? Oh wow, um, it wasn't what I was expecting. I thought it was pretty cool. Oh yeah, it was first very off, different. So uh-huh. this movie is like practically 20, 21, 22 years old, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you had never seen this movie before. No, I've never even heard about it. Okay. So, but... <laughs> so go ahead and give us your first thoughts. Mom, had you seen this movie before? Yes. Okay. All right. Long time ago. Yeah. So as someone who had seen it for the first time, Dee, what were your initial thoughts? I thought it, well, I was right that it was going to be a family movie, but I thought it was going to be like the kids were going to be younger and stay younger. (laughs) So like as the movie started, they were like young and stuff, Mm -hmm. and then it has to do more with them being older. Yeah. But what's funny is that they're kind of dressed the same, you know what I mean? Like they're like, they look like the little kids in costumes, you know, they just get older. He's this uh, entrepreneurial businessman. So all his closet is full of like the same ties, the same jacket. Yeah. It's like a uniform, you know, that he wears every single day. (laughs) And I love the fact that he knew business, like that was his thing. And he was a young kid, right? So he's real estate. Yeah. Real estate. And remember he was selling the Dalmatian mice. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did you know they really money. put Sharpie on those mice? Yeah, I know. I read wow, the, the they crazy. painted the dots on them. Yeah, with Sharpie. <laughs> I like how Margaret's hair never changed. Yeah, Margot, like, yeah. Oh, Margot, yeah. Margo, yeah and her dress, the way she would dress, it was always the same. Yeah. yeah. And she was like a famous playwright. But what's so funny about the movie is just like her like lifestyle because she seems very like shy and Innocent. quiet. And innocent, yeah. but in reality, she's and then you get a, a wild over. child. <laughs> yeah, she's a wild child, and then she smokes. Yeah. She's been smoking for like 20-something years, right? <laughs> and nobody knew. <laughs> That's so funny, yeah. But I like Richie, because Richie's always wearing the sunglasses and the headband. Oh, yeah, the headband, you know? the hair, yeah. <laughs> well, I was sure. reading an article in which they were saying that Richie, right, played by Luke Wilson, he's like the hero of the story, essentially. If there's ever, like, a hero. But in terms of, like, the way... Like, Royal Tenenbaum is obviously the one that's guiding the story, right? Yeah. He's the one that's kind of... It's revolving around him. But in terms of, like, the actual family dynamics, right? He's, like, the... Like the glue of the family, you know, he's the yeah. hero that brings back the dad towards the end, yeah. you know, and kind of the ones that like most of all the siblings. Well, obviously, Margot is in love with them, but Chaz kind of respects them, you know what I mean? Well, and, Richie, yeah, he's in love with the sister. I thought that was very weird. <laughs> I thought it was a very like different movie. stepsister. It's a stepsister, <laughs> but right. it still makes it so weird and then it's funny how when he's little he like has all these paintings of her in the wall and like you don't all catch his paintings on. are of her yeah it's funny like you don't catch those on were to actual uh, pictures weird. of um what are their friends drew all those pictures that's cool well what i like about wes anderson so this movie is gonna be um like wes anderson's um like in my opinion, it's like his movie in which he really kind of sets that um, tone and like the like the style of film that he yeah. makes. Um, because after this, you kind of start seeing how all the other movies are kind of off this like Wes Anderson style. Right. Just kind of like how every 
director kind of has like their own like style to them, right? You got the mm-hmm. Tarantinos and it's violent, kind of Scorsese, kind of also yeah. violent yeah. and dramatic, yeah. you know? But with him, everything kind of almost seems like a children's book, you know yeah. what I mean? And just like the aesthetics and all the little details that he puts into this movie. I loved how it had a lot of art in it. There's like yeah. a lot of art in the mm-hmm. backgrounds and the walls colors, and stuff. Yeah, yeah the and colors it's all of the purposeful, like you know? Super cool. Everything <laughs> to the minor details of like all the board games, right? The yeah. closet, you know, the little house monopoly house that's on the wire you know yeah, the javelina yeah. the, all the pictures <laughs> that you mentioned yeah the tents with all like the, the records and everything you know yeah the record the players old, like and... little taxi was all messed oh, up all the taxis yeah. Yeah. yeah and that, and that was that thing <laughs> like you're watching this movie taxi company yeah because i've seen this movie several times but just like the taxi was one thing that i noticed for the first time and, and all how... the taxis were all fucked <laughs> up they were getting yeah. wrecks yeah and how beat up they were the whole time <laughs> Yeah, but this movie is definitely when you kind of see him get the aesthetic mm-hmm. of, like, his films, and then he kind of carries that to, like, all his other films, right, like, after right. this. Yeah, that's what I really liked about it. Yeah, most of these characters were based on real people, like, um, the name, Tenenbaum, it mm. was Tenenbaum, um, it was an actual, the actual name of a friend of his and Owens when they were, they met in, um. Uh, University of Texas at Austin. They were both um, creative writing majors. That's oh, how yeah. they met. And then um, they had a friend named Jeff, I believe, Tenenbaum. And he had a sister named Margot. So that's yeah, where that yeah. came oh. from. And then um, Danny Glover's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Danny Glover is um, Angelica Houston's love interest. Yeah. And his name, um, Sherman, I believe. Henry Sherman. Yeah, Henry Sherman. Hank. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was actually in real life. The name was um, Wes Anderson's landlord. <laughs> well, what I like about so these early films of Wes Anderson's, like uh, Bottle Rocket, which he did with uh, Owen Wilson, Owen. and they did like a short story, and then took it to Sundance, and then they made the feature from it. But like his other one, uh, Rushmore, which he made in nineteen ninety eight, yeah, and then this one are all kind of uh, personal movies because. Yeah. He was from Houston. He's he's a Texan. He's from Houston, Texas. Oh, get this. And then his mom was really an archaeologist, mm-hmm. and she really got divorced with his dad. And it was like a moment in him and his brother, siblings' lives that was like pretty devastating to him, which is very similar to like this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, look at Houston's an archaeologist. And she's an archaeologist, you know? So it's just <laughs> kind of like... He definitely uses like these personal stories yeah. uh, in these movies to kind of sh- like tell the story about um, these characters while obviously getting influenced by, you know, his own art influences. Um, but using, like you said, people that he actually knows, uh-huh. you know, um, and for example, Pagoda. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Uh, Kumar Palana the, is the <laughs> name of the actor. He uh he's in pretty much almost all of um, Wes Anderson's, Wes Anderson's movies? movies except oh. Life Aquatic, oh. but he knew him from uh, a coffee shop that he was like the owner or like he worked at the coffee shop that uh, Wes Anderson Austin. would go to in Dallas, uh-huh. and he I guess he hit it off with them and put him in all his movies. <laughs> but that's like another personal connection, and for example, in uh, some of the clippings of Owen Wilson in this movie, they really got like uh. Luke and Owen Wilson's mom to kind of look and go over some of those clippings and the pictures that they put on him are like little 
like a family inside joke that they put in the movie. And all his brothers are in this movie, Luke Wilson's brother, like the hand with the BB. Andrew, yeah, it's a real life. Yeah. That's a real life story of the of the Wilsons, you know. <laughs> yeah, because when they show it, when they show it in real life, you know, he's got that BB in the knuckles, mm-hmm. and that's really Andrew's hand. Yeah. So, um, Wilson's brother. Oh, and then Luke Wilson's yeah. brother, yeah. But it's like <laughs> another really personal anecdote that made it into the movie, <laughs> you know. So that's I what know. I like about it. I feel like it had a lot of like relatable situations, like in the actual world for like people like how some people do separate and never get divorces that's very common yeah and then, then there is Earl. people that fall in love with their step siblings right too, you know, right which was really weird for me <laughs> to see but yeah it's true it happens but even when royal's trying to like he's kind of not as strange but like when Chaz, you know, it starts, he, he loses his wife on an airplane. Oh, yeah. But yet the dog survived, you know, Buckley. Oh, yeah. the dog's you so know, cute. And, so and it's the funny. boys. Him and the boys all survived. So, um, how they're always dressed the same with the sweatpants. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah. all the dressed alike all the time. The shoes, shoes too. The and, um, and when Royal's trying to, I want to meet my grandsons. And then when he finally does, he takes them on this, like, day trip. And, oh, some of those scenes are hilarious. Like, when they're crossing the street. Oh, yeah. And it just looks like they're crossing the street. But they're, like, running in front of fucking... Oncoming traffic. Oncoming traffic, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, shit. They're all like those, yeah, kids. those cars yeah. were like very close. And then when they get on the dump, on the trash um, truck and they're cruising. And I mean, he has this wonderful day with them. Right. You know? And then they're like going to dog fights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is that your blood? Like, oh, no, what happened? Oh, well, it's just dog blood. You know? <laughs> it's like, what is all over but yeah that's oh like the God. enduring part about it right you have like the grandpa that wants to be part of their life uh-huh. you know but then all of a sudden like Chaz is all overprotective because of what happened to his wife and yeah. shit and yet royal's like almost killing them just crossing the street <laughs> but he's trying to be part of their life yeah yeah you know what i mean but it's <laughs> unfortunate that he has to do it by lying to them and yeah. saying that he has like terminal cancer <laughs> And that he's going to die in six weeks. <laughs> I know, know it's funny when he tells her. And right when he tells her, and she, she gets, gets all, all worried. Pissed. Yeah. Like, how long do you have? And he just can't lie to her after, after lying to her for like 10 full minutes. And she's breaking down and, you know, and it's like, he has to admit that he's not. And like, you fucker. And starts he's like, but I am. But I'm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you dying for real? He's like, yes. In a way, yes. <laughs> I just I think like he's that. so funny. His character kind of reminded me of like my dad when we were growing up because he's like, like he looked like he was like very like involved with them while they were like little and then like he didn't really try hard. My dad always would forget like our ages and he's like, how are you like 16? I'm like, dad, I'm like 20. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Like all the time with all my siblings. So it kind of just gave me like a little flashback of my dad when it's like, you think like, man, he doesn't even try to remember. <laughs> like they all had that feeling of him not like trying, huh? Right. Yeah, right. Like growing up especially. Mm-hmm. No, and um, what I liked about this movie too, um, well, it is fans and audiences all agree that this is one of the greatest films of the twentieth century because it set the tone for 21st all the twenty first century. Twenty first century. This came out. Yeah. And um, like the um, the hawk or what is it? Malachi. Malachi. Mordecai. 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 So, yeah. Um, 
This bird, he really got lost while they were filming. So then... I heard he got kidnapped. Well, no. They, a random citizen found him and wanted ransom to bring the bird back. Oh, okay. But then the crew was like, we don't got time for this shit. So they ended up getting another one. Was it the one and that's the why, And that's <laughs> why at the, in the movie they even comment, oh, his feathers, you know. Because yeah. it's totally yeah. different. Yeah. <laughs> but it... Um, <laughs> What did Luke say? He's mulching or whatever. Mulching. When they start, yeah, yeah when they start losing, losing their feathers. Yeah, but that really happened. It was like, yeah, I saw that. That was crazy. Like, forget it. We're not gonna. He, they didn't have time to get the bird back. In other words, that's that funny. Was funny. <laughs> but yeah, um, I really just want to emphasize the relationship between Wes Anderson and then Owen Wilson. Because they were like nominated for this movie for yeah. best original screenplay, yep. and it just kind of goes to show like how um, these duos of like um, when they kind of meet each other when they're very young in their professional careers, and mm-hmm. then they go on to like work with each other and like write these brilliant movies. Uh, yeah. I think of like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, yeah. you know, when they wrote Good Will Hunting, yeah, you know, and they but movie. they actually won the Oscars, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but in reality, like Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson, like my mom said, they meet at UT and they start making movies together and um, they make these shorts and then they kind of start in the 2000s, um, you know, with this movie. But then you just kind of see how successful they each kind of become. Obviously, Owen Wilson kind of blew up in those early 2000s mm-hmm. with like the um, Wedding Crashers and all the movies that he did. You yeah, know? the... Behind enemy lines. Yeah, he became a movie star. Yeah. It was on Armageddon too. Yeah, that's right. But um, <laughs> but yeah, and then Wes Anderson goes on and makes like his kind of movies after this, like Life Aquatic, uh, and then Fantastic Mr. Fox and all yeah, these other. Yeah, he great was recognized movies. by the Academy in six different occasions besides this one for best um, screenplay. Uh, he had, yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Isle of Dogs. It was nominated for Best Animated Feature. Which um, is funny because when me and Dee, we went to um, Hollywood and yeah. we uh, went to the the Academy of Motion Pictures uh-huh. Museum. That was cool. And we saw like the actual doll of the Fantastic Mr. Fox that they used oh, and all cool. the different like... Um, little like little stop motion, yeah, all yeah. the stop motion pictures and animations that they did <laughs> yeah, with it. That's right, we it was pretty cool that. behind a glass, but it's actually pretty big. It was almost like almost cool. two feet tall. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but just kind of how uh, this movie, like I said, is kind of like a children's book, and what I like about it is that it's narrated by Alec Baldwin. Yeah, and it is. they start the chapters, you know, and they kind of show you like the excerpt of how the book is starting. Yeah, you know, and then he kind of goes cool. into it. So and we're forgetting Bill Murray's in this. Yes, <laughs> Raleigh St. Clair. That's right. Which is Margot's husband. <laughs> how'd you th- How'd you feel about the way that she would treat her husband? Well, I mean, she was. She sucked. She was a bitch. <laughs> she was a bitch. <laughs> She'd spend she had, like, fucking... such a, like, blank, like, just emotion yeah, to everything shit. that you can't really, like, say, like, gosh, she's such a bitch because she was just, like, very, like, yeah, like you know? Right. <laughs> and then she's always in the bathroom smoking. Yeah, whatever. I feel and then, bad for him. Yeah, and then really she's in the, in the tub with the little TV right at the head of the... I like, like how she like, took her wooden plates. finger. Yeah, her wooden finger. Yeah. <laughs> you know how she got that with her when she goes and... 
she tries to go find her real family and finds them in Indiana, and then the they're all the like biological father hillbilly. Chopping, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's chopping wood and like does it too quick and then chops off her finger. Yeah, and there she is with her little I like his character finger. though. He was. <laughs> He was a cool guy. I liked him. He was very likable. Made you really feel like, why is she being like that? Yeah, she was a man. Yeah. yeah, right? And then it's just, and then you just kind of start seeing, because obviously this is like a family story, but then you got the side love story of the bizarre relationship between Richie and Margot. Yeah. So you see like Margot's character, right? And then how, like you said, you know, she's kind of. Like always, just glum and very just plain, plain, yeah, quiet, and, quiet and, and shy. Like, Even though she's like a genius playwright, yeah. but at the time she just seems very like depressed, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then yeah, it true. cuts to Richie, and they show him, and he's like exiled himself on a, a fleet liner, you know. <laughs> and then they show his backstory of how he like lost it on a tennis. On like a one, a really one of the most important tennis matches. Uh, matches, and then he just loses it. He loses his shit, you know. <laughs> he's like crying, right? They're like, yeah. is he crying? Yeah. Like, is he <laughs> crying? crying. And then Don't he's they crying. point it out though that the well, wife because... of the, the sister got married? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's they, why. He sees and he turns that on. He sees them yeah. in the audience. Yeah, okay. yeah. and then that's, that's why, why he gave it up. Yeah, man, and so yeah, and then you just kind of hear how. Raleigh and Richie hired the private investigator to look into Margot's life to see if he's cheating on her. And then all the shit. she's been cheating on him. No. Like, been married before. All these other like all the lovers and, and one Women, of them was, men, and then so one of them was a girl at yeah. once. Yeah. yeah it's like, and then she was smoking, and then one of them was like Eli. Secret life. You know, the boy next door. That's right. When Richie right. loses his shit. Right, and he right. shaves off all it's, his hair, and he gets all even more depressed than he probably already was. I, I didn't like I, that scene. I liked the, the song when it just went so well, but yeah, it was pretty sad. <laughs> oh, yeah, song. because it's, I mean, it's, you have an Elliot Smith song playing, <laughs> and unfortunately, he killed himself, too. Oh, did he? Oh. Yeah. Because I was, like, looking at the soundtrack, and I'm like, man, that's kind of sad music, you know? Yeah, it's a freaking <laughs> Elliot Smith, man. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know the song and the lyrics, too. Were well, you know, um, Angelica Houston, um, she, <clears throat> her hair caught fire. In this movie, um, in that mm-hmm. scene where Margot's having a birthday party, oh, a flashback, in the, the cake, yeah, because she walks off with the cake, huh? And one of the yeah, she caught fire, and little pagoda went and you know turned it off before she got hurt. Cause, <laughs> is that his name? Yeah, but got pagoda, right? Pagoda, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he went and turned off the, so she wouldn't get burned. But yeah, that really happened. But I feel like the. Of all the characters, the one that we're not mentioning is, like, is the house. You know what I mean? Because I feel like the house itself had, like, a major part in the story just because of, like, the different rooms. Uh You know, a lot of the scenes were kind of them running through the house, especially when the priest is falling down the (laughs) stairs at the end. You know what I mean? And this guy went face down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just kind of show, like, the... (laughs) The backdrop of the house and all the different rooms, you know, and the movie is set in New York, but they like made a strong effort to not show like any skyscrapers or anything like that. Yeah, yeah they did a pretty um, good right. job with that. But so it's like in Harlem because they wanted to have like that brownstone look to him. He was very influenced by yeah, like even when they were on the other 
um, mm-hmm. directors. Like, and this movie was the one of the first that wasn't filmed in Texas. Most of the other ones were. Oh, okay, yeah. But this was the first one that was not filmed in I Texas. I also got from the movie that, like, every time, like, your life feels like it's kind of falling apart, like, going back home is always, like, okay, like, a safe place. And that's what kind of, like, they all did, how he went back. Yeah, that's kind of, like, the moral the, of the story, the message that the the importance of family and embracing the uniqueness and the characteristics of each individual, you know, member yeah, and I think, you know, they kind of emphasize that when they all kind of move back in and they mention how, like, that, like, he narrates, Alec Baldwin narrates, mm-hmm. and she, like, about Ethelin, and that was, she remembers that that was, the, she can't remember the last time that they all were living under the same roof again or something along those <laughs> lines, you know? And sure enough, they go and they all have their own rooms, like you said, with Chaz mm-hmm. and his room with all the phones and, like, the computers, right? With well, his what was sons. up with them? Fucking Eli, he was always dressed like a cowboy with a cowboy hat and spurs. Yeah, like, because he was a <laughs> professor and he like he did, made that he, he wrote, wrote books the, on the, the American book, West. Old Custer, yeah, <laughs> like if Custer had never died. Yeah, like alternative <laughs> reality, alternate reality. Yeah, man. But then he starts doing heavy hard drugs. Oh my god. Masculine. Worried about it. Yeah, and he went, and then he's, and that's another. How he shows up to the wedding at the end. Yeah, man, he's, he's all, all painted like a an Indian. Indian. Yeah, Indian man. Paint. <laughs> he just yeah. But going back to how that's Richie being the role, of the hero, you know, mm-hmm. that he and Royal go in to try and have that intervention with him, you know, to try and help him, right? Yeah, yeah. He's always the one that's kind of trying to help people, and being, you know, there for others, you know. So, I just like this movie. I think one of the ways that they describe this movie is like it's a masterpiece of humor and melancholy. Yeah, you know? for sure, melancholy. Sure. Like you got humor in there with like all the subtle jokes and the dialogue, but you know some of the things are actually pretty sad. Yeah, he was so really good at make you feel sad, like right. you said, with the suicide yeah. scenes, the songs. You yeah, know? and then the the failed relationship with. You know, the love of their lives. They both love each other, but they know they can't be together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but even then, like, in Chaz's, in Chaz's situation where they're always going to go visit, like, the the wife the, at the funeral. Oh, home, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, like, at the end when they're, like, getting ready for the wedding and, like, he tells um, Danny Glover, like, oh, I'm a widow. And then he stops and he turns around and puts his hand on his shoulders, like, I know Chaz. You know, and yeah. then it was just like that little scene right there, like kind of give me a little choke. Like, like, oh, I forgot. You know? <laughs> yeah. But um, so yeah, like I just think that he does a really good job of, you know, playing with. And then Bill Murray, sad- when he, there, he's like saying goodbye to Margot, and he was, he he bums a cigarette off of her, and she kind of pretends like she doesn't smoke, but yet knows <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't matter anymore. He's yeah. gonna leave her anyways. Yeah. So then she gives him the cigarette, and he just. Puts it in his mouth, lights it, and I guess tells her something, and then just walks off like in the sunset. You know, yeah. I like just, that scene because the mom he, is in the background. You can hear, her, but you can't see her, and they're like talking at first, but they're like across from the mom while yeah. they're talking. And it's like she finally like all right admits that she's been smoking. She's a smoker, you know. And then the mom's like, "Well, I think you should stop." <laughs> <laughs> She smoked a lot of this movie. So yeah, this movie, the budget was $21 million and it made 
71.4 billion. That's pretty good. Yeah. That is really good. We're going to go ahead and start with the... Da -da -da, da -da -da. <laughs> the net worth game. Yay. I figured we could do the core family. Let's start with the one and only Gene Hackman. And then I I'm going to get Gene into Hackman. how he was a bully on the set. Did you hear about that? No. All right. Well, guess his, but well, guess his net worth But you know what is so funny is that, that that part was actually offered to another Gene, Gene Wilder. Really? From pre uh -huh. But he had retired already and he didn't take the role. So mm. they, they gave it to Gene Hackman first and then he says, nah. And then they offered it to Gene Wilder and um, he said no because he was already gonna retired. And so they made a couple of rewrites the script and then Gene Hackman ended up getting it anyways. How much do you think he was worth? Gene Hackman? Or um, he is worth, he's 93 years old. 93, wow. Oh, God, let's see. I would say 25 million. Would you like to guess, D? I have no idea. Just throw I'm it out there. I'm going to guess, let's see. I want to say like 15 million. $80 million. Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> well. Yeah, but I love Gene Hackman and Danny Glover. That movie, Bat Twenty One. Mm. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, it's a fucking awesome yeah, movie. So yeah. apparently, that uh, he, Wes Anderson, actually wrote this movie for, for Gene Hackman, uh -huh. and he told him about it. He showed it to him, sent him the script. We well, had to tell his agent first, you know, before he sent him the script, but that he wasn't like really excited about it. And like the money because of like all the big time actors, like he they wasn't really getting paid that well for it too. So he was kind of hesitant and had to be talked into it by his agent. Uh -huh. And that Wes Anderson said that, you know, it's going to be like a easy and fun, relaxed, relaxing experience, you yeah. know. But then when he got there, like it was anything but that for Gene Hackman. Like he was just like kind of being like a bully on set and was kind of like antagonizing like Wes Anderson to the point to where like Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelica Houston didn't want to be around him like on set that he would like belittle and you know kind of talk shit, talk shit about how much of a not good time he was having uh -huh. to the point to where like Bill Murray had to come in and kind of like intervene and shit intervene and kind of like put Gene Hackman in place but also kind of show camaraderie with like Wes Anderson yeah and be on set even along the days that he wasn't supposed to be just to kind just of make sure everything was Gene. yeah man <laughs> And wow. Which is funny because Bill Murray was also known to be kind of like a diva on yeah, set too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, who would have thought, right? All right. So eighty million dollars for Gene Hackman. Eighty million, man. He's done well. What about Margot Gwyneth Paltrow? Ah, uh, she's no she's Throw worth a there. lot of money. Give me a number. She's worth a lot because she's got her own uh, like um, cosmetics and mm. stuff. Uh, God, I would say. Stronger number. <laughs> I'd say two hundred million. Two hundred million? Mm. <laughs> I'm going to go with twenty-five million. Higher. Higher lower. Two hundred million on the dot. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw her in an infomercial. <laughs> That's why I do. I didn't know she had like a whole skincare line. Yeah, it's called goo or some shit. Some weird goop, goop or goop. some crap. Yeah. And she used to it. be married to um, 
What's lead his name? Martin? Chris Martin. Chris Martin. Coldplay. Okay, okay, I can see where she's banking. Yeah. All right. What about Chaz? Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller? Oh, man. I would say Ben make he's worth about a hundred million. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with two hundred million. Also. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, he's been on like a lot of like. Oh hell yeah. Uh, the Madagascar movies. Mm. He's been in like the Night of the Museum movies. I love those movies. Yes. Um, Heartbreak Kid. Remember we did that one. Let's end with the the Wilson brothers. Starting Together with, or apart? Apart. Let's start okay. with Luke with Richie. Luke, he's still on TV. He does um, Supergirl or something on the CW. I would say he's worth seventy five million. Would you care to guess? Uh, Cause yeah, Jonathan, I'm gonna highballer. Eighty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fifty million for Luke Wilson. Fifty. Okay. Okay. Eighty and million. Then, I went too high. And then Owen Wilson, the blonde one, Eli. He's worth more. I think he's worth more for sure. All right. Well, he just came out with uh, that movie, Marry Me, with J Lo. Yeah, and so, then the which oh with the Maluma one where he yeah. comes out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, Owen's worth eighty-five million. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say eighty. Seventy million. 70? <laughs> yeah. So he's seventy and Luke's fifty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then Wes Anderson. You want to guess Wes uh, Anderson? I'd say four hundred million. <laughs> I'm gonna go with your mom's. 50 million. 50 only? Mm-hmm. 50. Yeah. Really? He's pretty modest and like, he doesn't really, it's like his movies. Yeah. Like he does them because they're art, artsy, yeah. not because they're going to be blockbusters. Yeah, they're no shit. Marvel movies. <laughs> you know what but I mean? But that movie, um, the Budapest. Oh, the, the Grand Ring, Budapest Hotel? Yeah, that one I think was banking almost a hundred and something million. That I think, Besides this one, that one is like the the highest so far. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. It's cool. I like it. But I think this is one of the more renowned ones because, like I said, it is yeah. one of like his first ones that kind of... It's so Wes Anderson. Submitted you know the Wes Anderson like the, genre. The, yeah, yeah, how he films. and Like you say, it's a storybook kind of yeah. feeling. It's so, like you're... So how would pages. you rate it? How would you rate oh, this from I one liked to five? it. I liked it a lot. And I've seen a lot of his movies and I like them. But this one, the story was awesome. I really liked the family aspect and the prodigies. And, yeah, yeah. I like uh, how Pagoda always has to like stab him. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh my God. I loved him He's too. like, oh, that's the last time you're going to cut me with a blade. <laughs> Oh, that's right. <laughs> I like that part. Oh, that. they become the bellboys of that oh, hotel. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, he's, he's been like, living there forever. Meet me in the lobby. You know? <laughs> he <laughs> really like, knew everybody. Yeah. They're like, and yes, it's, he's, he's, he's going to get evicted. Oh, yeah, the doctor, Dusty, I think it was his name is. <laughs> and he's like always giving prescriptions and stuff. <laughs> and he's playing the when doctor. When they find out their Tic Tacs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They're like, is that a Tic Tac? <laughs> 
But yeah, no, but like, I would rate this one for sure. Uh, I would rate it a five. A five? You this yeah, one a five? I'm gonna go five. More than Spinal Tap? Yes, for oh, sure. Okay. For sure. Cool. <laughs> do you have Only because I kind of do like the artsy feeling. Yeah, dude. And the sure. soundtrack was pretty good. The soundtrack's awesome. I was about to say that. Like it's a really. But I didn't cool know about soundtrack. that Elliot Smith guy. Oh man, that's oh, yeah. sad. Yeah. Well, his. Songs are pretty much the almost not the whole soundtrack, but majority of the soundtrack of Goodwill Hunting also. Oh, is that right? Yeah, oh, and, then at, that and then at the Oscars, he was actually nominated for an Oscar for best song, best song in that movie. Wow! And he performed it at the is Oscars. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, I gotta check him out. And then he died not that long after that. Wow, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, with Richie, yeah. when he when um. He attempts suicide. Yeah. I mean, I thought, you know, people, when they slash their wrists, they're just little lines. Oh, and shit. no. That guy this was, guy went heavy. Yeah. It it's like he was tracing each vein down to oh, the... Yeah, that looked oh, terrible. Oh, man. When Gwyneth Paltrow wants to look at her, Fargo's like, let me see. And he fucking shows her the arms. I'm like, ah, bro, that shit looked nasty. <laughs> yeah, man. And like, he... Would have died any second. That guy bled, man. Ugh. Ugh, That was was the worst part. I think that was very unique, probably. Just, like, very darkened, that scene. Yeah. And it wasn't even, like, dark. Close up to his face. Yeah, like, it wasn't, like, a dark black scene. It was, like, like, kind of, like, like a blue room. And everything was, like, really sad. (laughs) Yeah. But I didn't mention, uh, what was his name? I didn't get it down. Um, The... Boy that finds him, right? The one that's getting that oh yeah, oh, Dudley. Yeah, Dudley, Dudley, the one Dudley, Dudley, Ray yes, Sinclair, Dudley, and how yes. he's doing the experiment on Dudley, and Dudley's the one that finds him, and you just see his expression, he's just like, ah! <laughs> yeah. So Dudley he has is all the blood all over his fucking <laughs> yeah. clothes. He's uh conducting research on a test subject named Dudley, and then he says that he suffers from a rare disorder combining symptoms of amnesia, dyslexia, and Color blindness, but yes, has a highly acute sense of hearing. He's like, he's like I'm colorblind? <laughs> From like the other room. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, yes, yes you are. When Margot shows up, she's like, where is he? And he's like, who? <laughs> yeah, man. He's oh, just God. another like quirky little, little character kid, that's you know? in there. Like, why is he in the movie? Right. But it's like, okay, but he just adds like a little. And he's humor always dressed the same, too. Yeah, they yeah. all are. And then at the end, he's doing his book tour and they show <laughs> oh, yeah. like the updates of each character and he's there doing the, the oh. book tour and he's just sitting there on the stage, you know? Oh, um, I get yeah. it. Just like little things totally. like that. You yeah, know? they're little quirks. D, how would you rate the movie? <laughs> I'm going to rate it a five as well. Really? Even for it being the first time you've seen it? Yeah. That's cool. I watched it like twice, to be honest with you. Mm, okay. okay. I did watch it. Like, yeah, it's, it's totally different. And like 2001, you know, you... Yeah. I just like that. It, it was just so different of all the other stuff that was coming on at the time. It yeah. was. And going back to what D just said, the ensemble... You know, that ensemble of all the actors that were in this movie, they all did a really good job of playing their own individual parts, you Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. And what I like about it is that for a Wes Anderson film, he's known for having, like, a lot of the same characters, like an actor's troupe, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, a lot of his movies, so, you know? Murray, Owen. Angelica Houston, Owen Wilson. Oh, yeah, she's a good one. They're all the same. 
pagoda, like I said. So you kind of start, this is like the origin of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Bill Murray obviously was in Rushmore, but like this is the origin where you see all like the acting troupe and it just kind of grows yeah, after this, cool. you know? Yeah. So yeah, I would rate it a five also. This is like low key, probably my favorite Wes Anderson movie just because it's like the first one. First like one. Like I said, you right, know? Right, right. Um, I feel like there are other ones that are funnier, like Life Aquatic, you know, mm-hmm. and others that are just, um, you know, more elaborate, um, but also funny, better like cameos. And he's actually going to be coming out with a new one this year on Netflix called The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, which is going to star Ben Cumberbatch and Ralph oh, Fiennes again. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, just uh, Can't wait. true blue Wes Anderson movie. And I'm glad we got to fit it in the season yeah you know? yeah because it was yeah it's it's awesome i'm sure we're gonna be seeing more of his movies yeah i like definitely. the scenery of it and then i liked how it looked very like 70 70s kind of feeling kind of like a retro point. vibe like a retro, to it yeah there mm-hmm. you go <laughs> like a retro vibe to it but it yeah. also had like a lot of retro music like the rolling stones the music was good Hormones. Simon. yeah that's one thing that i Hormones, also liked about the clash. it yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes me want to give it a five because the music was good too yeah i'm into that all, all for like, sure the clothing and stuff <laughs> they use was... i used to have some of those penny loafers that margo wears yeah. all the time <laughs> used to love them. With that haircut, that little girl haircut that she wears, <laughs> even as a grown woman. Yeah. <laughs> the little kids look super cute, like in the little running suits and stuff. And they all have the but same hair like that. I mean, they look yeah. like little And then at the chances. end, Ben Stiller's the on, the, on the truck with them. You know, he oh, just, yeah. his head pops He's out. He's all happy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but that's oh, they kill the dog. Oh, he runs over the dog. The dog that's that was all cooked up and shit. <laughs> yeah. Asshole. And he like flips into the room and you just see the house. <laughs> I mean, the car. And, oh, and, he says, and then when they're looking, they're looking underneath the car and the dog's all trapped and they're all dead and they're like, aren't you going to get him out? And it's like, why? He's already dead. You oh, know? like. Yeah. And then the fire department shows up, and um, Gene Hackman likes the dog, the, the Dalmatian. Dalmatian yeah. So then he buys him for the boys, and there they got the new dog. Not even 10 minutes after they killed the other one, yeah. you know, they end up with a new dog. That was yeah. cute. And then they get married, too, eventually. <laughs> but yeah, this is a great movie. You guys need to watch it if you haven't already done so. Make sure you uh, listen to the podcast uh, yes. wherever you get it in Spotify or Apple Podcast. Uh, thank you, Dee, for being on the podcast you, once again. Always Thanks great having, having a me. guest. Yeah, awesome. of course. And um, make sure that you rate the film on your own on the Spotify app. And uh, please listen next week for our 40th episode. Damn. Wow. And we're about to hit a thousand plays. So make nice. sure you push play and we appreciate Thank you. all the fan supports, all the family and friend like, supports. <laughs> yeah. So like, share and comment, please. <laughs> yes. On our Facebook or Instagram pages. Instagram. And uh, we will see you all next time. Keep an eye out for the podcast. Bye. Bye. Can I ask you something, Hank? steal my woman. I beg your pardon. You heard me, Coltrane. Coltrane? What? Did you just call me Coltrane? No. You didn't. No. 
I did, you wouldn't be able to do anything about it, would you? You don't think so? No, I don't. Listen, Royal, if you think you can march... You want to talk some jive? I'll talk some jive. I'll talk some jive like you never heard. Oh, yeah? Right on! Sit down. What? What, what did you say? I said...